Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the very special first episode of the Audio Files podcast. I am Quinn, and uh, I'm with my co-host, Griffin, and we're going to be talking about music that we like and hopefully you like, too. And uh, today's episode is going to be themed around discussing some bands that have recently made a comeback or bands that uh, maybe went on a hiatus and we can now talk about again, finally, uh, for better or for worse. And before we get too far into things, I just want to do a quick check-in. So, uh, Griffin, what have you been listening to this week? Oh, great question. Uh, I think I told you before that knew he is legend, baby. I have not listened to the new song, as I said, but I've listened to the other three, and I am very here for what I heard. Um, he is legend, and I have to open up Spotify to answer this question. So That's fair. Because um, I was just on a plane, and that usually dictates what I'm listening to. I was going to warn you about this question, too, but yes. I figured I'd put you on the spot and no, uh, that's fine. let um, you weasel your way out. That, um, I listened to um, Chris Caraba put out, he redid... I don't know how you want to put it, but he, his message was odd with it, but he put out acoustic versions of a Mark, a mission, a brand, a scar, dusk and summer and alter the ending. And hmm. his message was basically, I didn't get to do these the way I wanted to. So here, here's my version of them, which in all honesty sounds exactly the same, but acoustically, uh, <laughs> but that's I weird. Was, that's uh, yeah, it was, it was an interesting choice and message that he, cause he didn't really explain it very well, but listening to that and that's a separate conversation we can obviously yeah didn't he also do that with uh further seems forever whenever they got back together didn't he release that weird version of moon is down oh yeah he did do that yeah and it sounded like very strange yeah his i mean every vocalist obviously changes over the years but his i don't know it's it just sounds so auto-tuned and forced now so i can't even the stuff even the stuff he just redid it just doesn't sound natural so yeah. Big difference right. between that and uh, He's Legend, but yes. those, are the, those are the last two I've been listening to. Okay. Uh, well, I have been listening to uh, two different things, one new, one old. The old one, I've been listening to Cloud Kicker, uh, which mm. I know that you love. Uh, uh, I actually live down the street from him, and he doesn't even know it. So, Oh, <laughs> I, I, knew he lived in, uh, I knew he lived near you. I didn't know that he actually yes. was that close. I'm stalking uh, him constantly, so... Well, I uh, I had actually heard somebody else bring up uh, Beacons, and I hadn't thought about that album oh. in a while, and I went back and listened to it, and boy, howdy, does it still stand up. Oh. Well, it's interesting to hear from someone who records their own music, like myself, and his transition to where he's at now, like how musically, how that's a, a very impressive album, but how almost dated the sound of it is at this point. Yeah. But I, I get totally. past that pretty quickly, but he posts a lot of stuff on Instagram now about uh, you know, what he's doing and what he's recording and answers a lot of recording questions. So it's, it's, it's crazy how down to earth he is with how big in that genre he's become of just one guy who didn't even try. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I mean, it's, it's funny cause I, you know, you always hear he doesn't like to tour. He does, He just likes to record music and well, he's uh, a commercial pilot. Did you know that? I did not know that. I, yeah. I, Jesus. Yeah. He, so <laughs> That's he, cool. I forget what airline. I'm sure it moves around being a pilot. You probably move around to different, uh, airlines but yeah he's a commercial pilot so he would live he lives here in columbus where i live and uh he's been back and forth between pittsburgh but i'm pretty sure he's permanent here now but yeah that's kind of it that's why if you didn't know it beacons is all those song titles are the uh the last responses of the black boxes from several aircraft recordings so that that's yeah. what all those that's what all those titles are for 
See, and I was I was wondering that because uh, I figured there had to be some story because every time I look at them, I'm like, these are sick ass song titles, but I never knew what they were from. And I also am now figuring that the name Cloud Kicker probably comes from the fact that he's a pilot. Yeah, I think that kind of just came with the territory. But yeah, that just like beacons, like especially if you think if you go back and read them now, like one or the last track well technically the last track the one that's just like amy i love you like it hits totally different now yeah. <laughs> and you know Oof, that's heavy that's, those are the last those are the last words the Ouch. one that always got the one that always got me is the uh i admit it now i was scared like like there's just like like when you think about the context of that like just it, I look at all of them obviously yeah but it's just yeah that album meant a lot to me when i first discovered it because i'd already been listening to him and then he just kind of threw that out there and it was like such a huge uh, departure, at least songwriting wise, like he finally figured out what he was, and I love everything he's done after because he hasn't done the same thing twice. Yeah, um, and I even saw him live when he did his thing with Intronaut, or however you say their name. I, I, think, I think yeah, I think it's Intronaut. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, that's that's a that's a great choice. I'm going to be listening to that again now. So yeah, I I, I always. Every time I listen to it, I just think about that time whenever everyone was just like releasing all of these gent bands with program drums and how most oh, yeah. of them sounded awful. But uh, he always like he, he writes drums really, really well for someone who I'm assuming is primarily a guitarist. Yeah, I mean, he he went to record the drums for later albums like I think Let Yourself Be Huge the one he like came back and sang on yeah uh for like a minute but like he did like it was electronic kit but he because i almost bought that kit from him actually really i I remember he offered it to me but i got back to him too late and he had already sold it at that point but uh yeah so he's he's definitely more of a guitar player but i think the way he thinks about drums is more mathematical yes it's like they're almost equations and even if you follow him on instagram now like he kind of explains it and like even just seeing how he programs them like it's like a giant art project for him is what it seems like yeah i mean yeah i that makes a lot of sense i uh yeah that whole album is great and like you said i like the other stuff too all the newer stuff um but yeah the beacons just like is very specific to me about uh, that time period that it came out and all the other music that came along with it so oh yeah uh i was glad to go back and listen to that um and then the other thing i've been listening to is actually a band that i had not heard of before this week uh it's called mannequin pussy <laughs> <laughs> i and, like it already uh, yeah uh i just saw it somewhere on twitter somebody had recommended them because uh, they had a new album just come out oh i did see this it's yeah. it's uh it's a it's a girl lead singer that kind of gives off some yeah yeah yeah's vibe sure uh at some points but it's also very like heavy and discordant and it's very like fast punk for a lot of the album uh, super badass. I actually was very surprised by it. I went back and listened to the older stuff too, and it was uh, it was really good as well. But a little, it was a little more lo-fi and grungy, which isn't necessarily as much what I gravitate towards. But yeah. uh, I would highly recommend the new album. I think it's called Patience. Uh, it is sick. Uh, this cover I definitely saw this week of people talking about. What's inter- I'm looking at this on Spotify. The fans also like like these are all bands that I don't know, which is always intriguing to me. Yeah. When I when I find an artist that like all the all the listed bands are like, well, I don't know any of these people. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I is know very that. rare. <laughs> but it's that, that that also that also makes me want to listen to it more. It's like, all right, what do I don't what do I not know? Yeah, no, totally. It's I, I'm actually gonna look at those related artists now too. But it, it is it's super good. It's a really short album. It's only like thirty minutes or something. Um, but it sort of varies between them having songs that are like more sort of like female power punk to actually being some stuff that honestly at some points reminds me of like Blood Brothers because uh, she's very like frantic whenever she starts like screaming. Uh, 
very very good so definitely listen to that well it's also intriguing because uh it looks like they have an audio tree here yes uh, live which that usually is where i go if if any band has an audio tree it's like all right well i want to go there first because i'd rather i usually like a visual representation with what i'm watching because you know stage presence and attitude is a big thing for me so it's yeah on a side note i really appreciate what audio Audio tree has done for music in general but especially yes the, the independent scene yeah, it's, I mean, it is funny now that whenever you go on to a lot of these independent bands, you'll see they don't have a lot of plays, but they'll have like a, a live audio tree version of a song, oh, and yeah. it's got like a million plays, which is yeah. sick, because then people are actually hearing all this all stuff. All sound fantastic to begin yeah, with. Yeah, oh my I mean, god. The, it's the crew behind so that good. production is like, it's otherworldly, so. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever actually seen a bad audio tree, to be honest. No, I've seen bad bands on there. I haven't seen a bad audio tree. Yes, yeah, yeah. Or, I, I, I don't want to say bad bands. I've seen bands that aren't for me. Yes. Uh, but what I really like about, I don't know if you've seen their Far Out series, Mm-mm. which is, it's basically they, it's what the name implies that they go somewhere. Uh, like I've seen one with like slow mass where they went to like a park in the middle of winter and recorded, like set up all the stuff and recorded them playing live oh in these random places. Another one was like in a bowling alley. The other one was uh, a pinball place. Like they just go to these random places in Chicago where they do everything and take these bands and the, it's called Far Out is the name of the session. And those are uh, sound even better for where they're at, and I usually they're like little music videos almost. Is basically what they're making. So wow. I don't know how they decide who does what if they have some uh, criteria, but those are some of my favorite videos too. Okay, so I I have a few bands here that I specifically do want to talk about. Please feel free uh, to tell me if there are any others that you think I'm forgetting. But, I, uh, I just picked a few that I knew were sort of like fresh on our mind or ones sure. that we maybe uh, would be the most qualified to talk about. So I do want to start with As Cities Burn because that album came out the most recently and uh, you've heard my thoughts on it quite extensively. I'll touch touch on that a little, but uh, I haven't really heard what you thought about it if you've listened to it at all. Um, So Uh, I haven't listened to it probably as many times as you have. I didn't not like it. So let me step back and say, I'm a huge Essity's Burn fan. They have been a huge influence on me musically um, in my previous bands. Um, I was never a big fan of their first output because at the time, at least what was that, 2005, mm-hmm. um, it was just so much, there was so much like that. And growing up in the South at the time and, you know, we, we were all kind of in the same scene. Like it, it didn't do anything for me that I wasn't already hearing elsewhere. I think they're very good at that sound, but it just, it didn't do it for me. Yeah. But as soon as come now sleep came out, like I, I immediately paid attention. Yeah. And nobody else did. It felt like, I felt like they lost so much, you know, traction for obvious reasons, but that, that album does it. And yeah. then hell or high water, obviously, you know, I can, I can name like all those moments in that album where it's just like just complete desperation. And I think yeah. you touched on some of it in come now sleep. Like the, I'm not a religious person, but I love to hear people either debate religion and of, you know, intelligent way or their struggles with it because I understand, you know, what people go through, Yeah. you know, growing, being forced into it and growing up with it. And I feel like Essity's Burn, especially with Come Now Sleep, like that was the really the big takeaway. So to hear that, I mean, it was just, if you actually dove into what it was trying to be said, it was just like, holy hell. Yeah, no, (laughs) totally. That, that album is lyrically and musically very, very heavy. And it's, I think that it does a very good job of uh, him being a very like tortured man, gr- like grasping with his feelings, and I think there was some of that on the first one too. It's just it didn't, it didn't grab me the right way. And I and listening to it now, like I really enjoy that album a lot more. The first one, 
but it's not one I'm gonna like. If you had Desert Island, or if you had to take one of them away from their discography, like it would always be the first one for me. Like you know, yeah. Come Now Sleep, Hell or High Water, like you know, different chapters to the same book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciate the the screaming vocalist contributions, uh, but back more to the new album i think he's better suited for the sound they're going for now yeah i think totally. it fits it fits a lot better and i think he's realized that and i know they're the main songwriter and him are brothers so it's kind of a weird relationship and i think they kind of touch on it lyrically in the in one of the songs in the new yeah. one yeah they do um so while i enjoy the album it's not my favorite yet but i i when i first heard the single 2020 ad like i was like all right well i don't know what we're going for here it was a weird <laughs> first choice for me yeah and then they waited they waited a long time as most album promotions are to give us another taste so it just felt like a weird first it wouldn't have been my first choice for a single yeah but when chains came out and the video came out for it i'm like oh okay like yeah. here it is <laughs> like this is i get it now like I, I know what we're going for i can see this being a full album's worth of material um and the first you know three four listens i've already had of it like i love it um the last track like that's my that that as listening to the most ma- music I listen to is, you know, while I'm working um, in my office and it's, it, it's usually, if something can pull me away from what I'm doing, like, that's when I'm like, Oh, okay, yeah. this is it. Like, you know, I, that, that makes me go back and like, all right, why did I like that so much? But like when I got to that last track, what is it? Die contrary. Yeah. Uh, whoo. Like that yeah. did it for me. So that, that's, if, if that track hadn't been on there, I don't know that I would have successfully gone back and appreciated the rest of the album so many times yeah i i I agree with that that last that last track definitely sort of hammered it home for me and uh i I think that that made me want to go back and start the album over just hearing how good that last track was and i think you commented on the first and last track their titles uh i didn't pay attention to it at the time but you know the live convinced and die contrary i think that's a uh a great way to book in the the album yeah no i i agree yeah i like what scream through the walls kind of represents uh in the track that it's in too it's I, I think it's one I, it's it's definitely an album we've talked about this so many times like the one that you it's not one i'm going to put on the shelf but it's one that i'm definitely going to come back to probably you know in like two months four months whatever yeah. it is and be like oh this is the one it's just like i'm just i don't know that i was ready for this at the at the moment but the more i bring it up and like force myself to listen i'm like okay i get it and i want to see them do it live it's just it's an interesting i always have a pro- not a problem but i just have a a more, more of an opinion about bands that can't do the album live and i feel yeah. like this is a this, this is one of those bands because i've seen that guitar player and drummer try to do s city's burn stuff as a two-piece i saw hawk boy when they were yeah. Hawk boy it was cool but it was like this is not this is yeah. not the experience like, yeah it's not not what i'm here for and i've kind of seen them do that with kind of their their lineup now it does it just something about it doesn't seem fully fleshed live yeah but uh, album-wise, I think I think they could record you know forty-five more albums, and I'd be fine with that. Yeah. So I, I think they just need to figure out their live thing uh, before they're really you know firing on all cylinders. Yeah, I agree with that, and I, it's funny because I think that I've always sort of felt the same way about them live because I've had multiple opportunities to see them live, and yeah. uh, they've come through town. And even though I consider them probably you know in my upper tier of bands, I yeah. just never feel compelled to actually go uh, see them. And probably even more so now. And I I think a lot of this album for me too, what was, I don't know, I guess why I wanted to dive into it so much is because, like I said to you, or I don't really know who was asking for this album because it's not like, like, I don't, I I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm glad they made it, but... I don't really I think know they that. Tested ma- the waters a little bit with their because they did tour off the first one. Like that is hey, true. We're back and they tried to. So I think they're kind of testing the fan base, which which most bands seem to be doing. So I think that's where the the demand would be. But I don't. I don't. I think I could have lived without it. 
but I want it to be something that I, I, I want it to be more, but I don't think, I think it's my problem, not the album's problem. Yes, I, I agree with that. I think that I have very lofty expectations and, yeah. and that, that's sort of, you know, the, the revolving theme of all of these bands that I'm going to talk about is that, you know, I want them to be a certain way when they come back, as most fans do, you have, you have these oh, sure. standards set up in your mind. And so, um, certain bands, it just always confuses me like, oh, okay, like they're back. I didn't, I didn't know anybody was asking for it, but uh, then I just sort of have to process like what that means for me and how how comfortable I am with like hearing new stuff from them because I, there's been many occasions where I feel like I've heard, uh, you know, things from bands, whether they've taken two years off or 10 years off that when it comes back, uh, it'll just ruin the old stuff uh, because some, something sure. shifts. And I'm, I'm glad to say that didn't happen with this album, but um I think that there's a lot of moments that on on this album, the newest one, that whenever I hear them, it just reminds me of all of the the moments that I liked before in A City's Burn, just in a fresh, updated way. And uh, with the inclusion of having the the screamed vocalist again, it makes it different it, it's enough. Not even, that, it's not even screaming though. It's well, it's that's true. More, it's, it feels more like an instrument this time. You know, that was not what was. That's not why I was coming back to A City's Burn. It yes. was the it was the emotion of you know Cody's the clean singer his delivery and mm-hmm. i don't know it just it just felt there's too much of that at the time and, and come now sleep was not that at the time there were so many bands shying away from that sound like they just yeah. kind of opened the door and they're very uh, vulnerable i think is the best way to put it on that album at least yes. cody was i'm sure they all were but um it's i but i what i back to your, your point you're just saying the I think the difference from this one is compared to the other bands we're probably going to talk about is like this is a natural progression for their sound and their band being 10 years later yes versus some other bands that have come back and completely just hey we're back together we're going to do a new sound deal with it yeah or bands that are right now we can talk about the band i don't know if you listen to them hundredth oh uh, yeah you know they're i love their new sound i like it better than the old one but they basically said in my opinion fuck you to your to our fans yeah. we're doing this sound now and it's like well hold on yeah <laughs> just, just change your name then <laughs> you know yes i agree with so that. this is not the case but it's i think they did it in the right way um, and I, th- I think they're going to have moderate success just like they've always had. And I think they'll, they've still solidified it themselves in this genre and yeah. they, I don't think they've alienated anybody with this album. No, I, I agree with that. And I, like I said, I'm, I'm glad it's here. Um, I listened to it super extensively the first like week it was out. Uh, and now I can kind of shelf it for a while, but, um, I'm glad it's here and I will always take more as cities burn guitar tone. So the the other big one, because me and you had already talked about this a little that I definitely wanted to talk about, uh, is I want to talk about Under Oath, uh, because uh, Under Oath was a lot of the impetus behind me wanting to, us to talk about these things. Sure. Um, and I had, you had heard me say uh, that I really do not like the the newest under oath album which i you know it's hard to say new now it's like over a year old but uh the comeback album erase me i i do not like it at all and uh i really wanted to and i will start off by saying that uh i just like i had a little outline written of a couple of the things that we were going to talk about and under oath underneath that uh i just put a note that said too many sun hats uh <laughs> and that's uh <laughs> that has nothing to do with the music but it is worth noting um yeah. but i i think when when the album first came out and you know this is 
I guess it's another one of those things where I, I was never really asking for more under oath. Uh, I thought that the way that it all sort of ended for them initially with Aaron leaving the band, then with them putting out an album without Aaron that was way heavier and just like darker, um, it seemed like we could just leave that and it would be sort of etched in that, that era of music as something special and that was what under oath would be. So seeing them get back together was, I, I was always kind of cautious and, uh, and we saw them on their, their anniversary tour, or their reunion tour, the rebirth tour of them doing yep. Define the Great Line and they're only great chasing show. safety. Oh my God. Great show. It was absolutely phenomenal. And, uh, I, I don't think at that point they had even let on that they were even like discussing new music. Uh, the, the only thing I heard at that time was, you know, because well, one, since at the time we both lived in Ohio, you know, alternative press is here. So anytime they come to Ohio, they do a thousand yes, alternative press true. YouTube videos. And at the time, uh, right around the time we were seeing them, they uh, said, you know, people keep asking. They're like, well, we're back together. Of course, we're going to write music. So yeah. they were very they didn't give a, you know, hey, we're going to write an album. But they were like, duh. Yeah, that, and so, that, that's true. I guess it was to be expected yeah. because they they definitely did a good job in all of that of um, not coming back half-assed. They, they didn't come back and just be, you know, like Correct. they were dipping their toes in their water. They really came back with like, we're doing a fucking double album tour. Like this, it, it's 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 on. Um, but well, it's a lot, a lot to go from zero to a hundred with a double album tour too. So I yes. commend them for that. Oh my God. I know. Even yeah. just watching them play that show live, it was yeah. exhausting by the end yeah. of define the great line. It was like hurting my brain that they were still yeah. doing it, but, um, and so well, yeah. And I mean, it's, yeah, it really did sound, I mean, as good as it could have ever sounded all that in mind, uh, whenever they did announce the new album, they were like, release that single. And I was super here for the first single, um, and I, I had really high hopes and listening through the album, the one, the, the, the first time, whenever it came out, just like, I, I think I was forcing myself to like it more than I did because I was like, Oh, it's under oath. I got, I gotta love it. Um, but the more I sat on it, the more I was just super bummed about what it was because it just, it didn't, it didn't feel like it was anything that was worth saying to me, uh, a lot of the the subject matter I get lyrically. They were, um, they were sort of coming back to t- to talk about a lot of the things that had really led to like the downfall of their band before. And in that regard, I really like it uh, because I think like yeah, great. I want to check back in with you guys. I'm glad that you're all adults now who have handled your shit and you're you're better off for it. But it just I feel like there are better ways to deliver all of that and. I think a lot of the reason why it's been on my mind lately is I don't know if you watched the documentary they released about the making of the album. Yes. Okay. So I, I watched that and, uh, the whole time as I was like watching, I watched it over the course of like two days. Um, I had said to my roommate, I was like, they really want me to like this album and I'm going to go back and listen to it again. Now that I've watched the documentary and seen a lot of the behind the scenes and see if that makes me feel any differently about it. And um, surprisingly, it made me like it less, I think, because <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was just strange. I think watching them record that, uh, there was the illusion for me in terms of what I wanted all those dudes to be, which is totally a selfish thing. But I think that those albums uh, specifically define the great line. But I mean, all of those albums are so representative of that era, which for me specifically is like a huge formative time in my life. And really led to a lot of the music that I still listen to today. And then now it's like they're really talking about all these influences that they've had uh, this whole time that are things like all these grunge bands and all these folk acts, which is fine, but that's not what I like. 
want, it's not what I want from Under Oath. And I, I would like them to keep those worlds a little more separate. And I feel like it kind of became, as a result, the, the Spencer and Aaron show. And that was what the documentary did for me was even them talking about not having the bassist and the other guitarist in the studio with them at all. Yeah. Um, I think that that really just, it, it, like I said, it took away from the illusion that these were a bunch of dudes that made some of the best like emo core albums ever and were so, so great just to see that they sort of trimmed everything down to just make what they thought was a really good rock record and i don't i don't know if under oath works as a rock band for i've all valid points i've (laughs) i don't necessarily disagree i'll 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 start with kind of my my history with under oath because it's been all from the beginning of their what we'll call their second wave when they became when they knew that the changing of times was not what they were going to be yes <laughs> so I, I saw them in i don't i want to say 2003 it had to been 2003 at this point um in a shitty club in arlington texas they it was the tour was i was just talking about this the other day with someone uh it was zayo's farewell tour they had just cool. released hello uh what was it pray to chaos the album that nobody wanted yeah and um under oath opened this show so did dead poetic and so did unearth bro that that's a, uh, that's a lineup <laughs> that was a lineup and i remember under oath playing and it just being nothing i'd ever heard at the time they're playing changing at times um and of course they closed with when the sun sleeps and you know everybody's mind was blown mm. uh one that a drummer was singing that way and that it was it was such an it wasn't new it was just it was just a, such a well done form of what they were going for and i think they knew that and that's why they obviously created their only chasing safety, but it was just, it was interesting to see that in its infancy and they were sold out of merch that whole, I mean, like I tried, it was so weird cause nobody knew if they were under oath or unearth. We didn't even know cause, we, <laughs> cause they were never, cause they'd always like, you know, have the onstage banter of we're on earth. And we're like, what, wait, who are you? But I remember them being sold out of merch and it was just, it was just such, such like a spectacle to see them in their infancy like that. And it was really, it was a big deal for me because they're only, you know, four, five years older than me at the time. And I'm trying to do the same thing they're doing uh, as a teenager. So it was just, it was, it was such a cool thing to see. So when they put out their only chasing safety, I mean, I was there for the demos of young and inspire aspiring. And uh, you know, when Spencer came on board and just being like, Oh wow, this is cause they, I mean, they weren't great live. They're just like any other shitty band. Like they weren't doing, they weren't doing that great. But as I started to get tighter and tighter, I mean, we saw them on the small stages of warp tour, you know, going to the main stage at this point. Yeah. Uh, Right for the to find the great line, you know, Aaron's becoming a greater drummer, and you know, it's so like it's just, and the final great line came out, and clearly, you know, holy crap, yeah, <laughs> like that Oof. was the that was, the, that was the fucking jam. Um, I'll say I kind of lost my way a little bit and lost in the sound, and that was kind of my fault, just because it's, it, it, you know, at the time I was listening to different styles of music, so coming back to that, but I'll say that that was probably their heaviest, angriest album. Yes, I agree, and with they'll that. admit that too. But even over through this time, I always be, was such a fan of the people in it like i watched all the you know dvd extras and all the because they do all the behind the scenes of you know all those albums and them recording them and seeing that process so um i'll say that probably the last one disambiguation was probably the one that i can't i can't really get into as much i think it's a great album but it's just like it's just something about it it's just not under oath to me yeah um i think you feel a little differently about that but it's 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 a good album it's just it's not one i'm going to throwback on yeah I, I need the i need the other ones i need the, i need the full band and that's kind of where i'm at with this new one too it doesn't feel like the same band um but it i do appreciate what they've tried to do because you know they're obviously older they've done different projects 
you know, the thing that struck me, especially in the documentary for Erase Me, is like, you know, how it was basically led by Chris, yeah. the keyboardist and samplist or whatever you want to call him. Uh, and he was such a kind of a non part of all the other albums. If you watch the documentaries, I mean, they like basically sequestered him to a different room and he wrote his parts and they just kind of added them later. So for him to, so for this to be like a 180 and for him to be like writing the songs basically in the structure, uh, which I think is fantastic for him because I think he's very talented. I follow him on social media too. And he, he's writing movie scores now. Like, so the dudes definitely come from, you know, being the big weirdo on stage. To, yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, the dude, the dude, that was a big dude up there. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> it looks great. He looks great now. But uh, so this album, while not for me, and I definitely agree with all the stuff, I, I still think there's moments on here, but I get what they're going for. I understand the transition. You know, obviously they're trying to do more arena stuff. I mean, hell, they're opening for corn, which is yeah. insanity to me. That's so I, I, crazy. I, I like that because I think that's a great. If that's where they're going to go, like these dudes in their late thirties, like that's, that's fantastic. Like, all right, good for you. Yeah. You know, you're finding a second career. You know, I, 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 I feel for them at that age to be like, all right, we're going to cater to people's nostalgia or we can carve a new path. Yeah. And if this is what they're going to do. And it's successful to them. That's great. I don't know that I'll be along for that ride because as you've mentioned, it's just, it's not, to me, it doesn't feel as genuine as yeah. the other stuff, but you know, good for them. The thing I have a problem with is all this collaboration with all these like dubstep artists. I, I mean, hate I'm looking that. at the Spotify right now and they've got that. a new one that just came out and it's just like, all right, why, why do we want, th- we don't need that. Like if that's the rejection you're going to go, then okay. They, they've obviously alienated tons of people, especially, and I'm not going to get into their whole, I guess we can a little bit, the whole religion thing, whatever. Like I, I like th- that they're so open about it now. I think they've obviously had, they took a turn of, you know, get over it. We're not going to try to help you understand why we're this way. Just get over it, which I, I'm sure they get so much, you know, of this shit, their whole career yeah. of being, I mean, they were openly on stage, you know, saying this stuff and that we're here for this and we're here for that. And you need, and you should be doing this. And then to have such a 180, I, understand it and i hope other people but i just don't i don't know that they did the right thing publicity wise for their for their image to throw it at people and not give an explanation for the people who look to them for that and i, and I don't yeah. know that that's, a, that's necessarily their job but it's just i th- I don't think they did this as a lot of credit with that is kind of my opinion with it yeah no i i agree with all that uh i mean y- you are right that it, i I'm not looking at it from the lens of like, this is the second leg of their career and them being like an arena band now, which like you said, is great for them because to think that Under Oath is opening for Corn is wild, <laughs> brother. That is, I mean, that's good. That's going to be a hell of a show. Yeah. I've, I, I, you know what? People can say whatever they want about Corn. I, I, I can't even remember who it was. Somebody in a band that I like tweeted a while ago. They were like, I don't know why uh, people think that Corn still holds up because I just went and listened to it and it fucking sucks. But bro, you well, you well, know, hold on, yeah. well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if we're talking about if we're talking about first four, you know, hold on a minute. I mean, yeah, no, from, I mean, from self-titled to issues, I mean that banger that'll go on any day. Yeah, I, mean, I I am right there with you. You know, I I will always love those first four Corn albums a lot. Uh, but to think of Under Oath playing for them, yeah, that's like obviously going to be a great show because. And the one thing I will say is, having not seen them do any of these new songs live, I don't know that it would change my opinion fully but i do think that it would uh it would at least make me feel a little more into what they're doing because i think that they 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 have a very specific image and energy that they're putting out with all this stuff and i i don't know uh if it would make a difference to see it live but 
I just, uh, I, I, like I said, I just don't want any, as I said earlier, I don't want any of these bands to come back and tarnish a lot of what I have, uh, what's in my mind for their old stuff. And I know that that's a, that's a very me thing, not a them thing, but I don't think that's necessarily what's happening here. To me, I just look at it as, as a second, you know, path for them because I think they can open for artists like Korn and because I've seen I haven't seen it in person but I've obviously seen videos I mean they they perform this new stuff like it's the greatest thing ever oh yeah you know I've always you know had the analogy of you know if somebody if somebody's singing about a piece of toast I mean as long as you're really convincing (laughs) me that you that you you know care about that piece of toast like I don't give a shit you know like it doesn't Uh. it's it's the emotion that goes into it and I feel like it's it's at least genuine from that standpoint it just didn't feel like it was genuine that they had to put out this record yeah you know like that it had to be this one at this time it probably for them for the I mean it's probably very cathartic for them but it feels like this is like all right these were the these are the first pass these are our demos because I mean they wrote most of that in the studio which is great I mean most you know Deftones is my favorite band and they've written so many albums in the studio but they've learned from that that that's not their best outputs they've 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 stopped doing that in recent you know the past three releases and you know actually as a band wrote the album and so I think there's a lot to say about that when you're just trying to put out an uh, a record to put out a record so yeah I, I guess I guess with this album sort of thinking in terms of that I feel like that if Under Oath would have came back and released maybe even like one or two albums before this one as a comeback that maybe eased me into where they were now. Yeah, it, it, was, it would be it was a, a it would be a little turn, yeah. yeah. It was very abrupt, yeah. I think, because yeah. I think that even the promotion for the album, that first single, um, and even just like me looking at Spotify right now and looking at the the song titles and the album art, this feels like an album that I should really, really fucking love. But I just I just don't, man. And I know that as soon as like so many of these songs I, and I remember the, uh, whenever I was listening to it again recently after the documentary, I think it was uh, I hate it that I was like I want to I feel like that one I didn't give a fair shake to and I remember it being like sort of heavy and Spencer talked about it being really good and I went back and listened to it and it just man it is so such a letdown and I feel like I feel I like they're always too. priming me for some sort of like just based on the old songwriting and the way that uh, that music sort of works, they're always building me up to something that never actually comes on all of these songs for the most part. So I, I don't know. I I, I, I think it's, I mean, the, especially the last track, like I gave up, you know, in the, in the documentary, they're acting like it's, you know, all, you know, the, the angels are going to come down <laughs> to the song and it's like, it's, it's not, it's all right. Like I get yeah. that I, they're more hyped on the message than the song, but uh, no frame. Like I still think it's a great song. Yeah. On My Teeth is still a good song. I've never really been into Rapture too much. Yeah. Um, but there's I can't think of the ones because I don't I don't know the song titles well enough. It may be Sync With You. Either way, there's probably three to four songs in there that like I would want to see live because yes. they feel like they have the energy to be a live song. But, you know, to me, this could have been a, an EP. But I, I just, I don't know. If it works for them, that's great because there's something about this band that like I'm going to continue to follow because I'm intrigued by them because I think they're all insanely talented Yes, for a band that's, shouldn't be this talented i totally Uh, yeah i totally agree with that and i've you know aaron does so much he's obviously influential drummer you know everybody can say that he's probably the worst drummer ever just based on his technique but yes you know he's done a lot for music just by doing performing and writing the way he writes and it's oh yeah to me and even spencer to some extent i mean that's that is a a role that he filled and created and made iconic as far as frontmen go yeah i mean he's, he's it's it's something i'm gonna continue to follow i hope i don't stay disappointed in them but you know i'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt on this one yeah i i would yes i think that's a 
that's a great place to to leave that. Uh, I I will say also, I'm, as I'm looking on here, I forgot that Allison Chains is also on that bill with them and Corn. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> which I'm not a big Allison Chains. I think guitar wise, Allison Chains is awesome. Yes, I've just never been the vocally. I just can't get into I it. I am right. Yeah, I agree. But I'm just imagining going to a show and having like the the rock whiplash of seeing Under Oath, oh, Allison yeah. Chains, and Corn. Like I, I don't. But know. it makes it makes sense though. That's the thing. I don't like. I saw it and I'm like. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, that'll do it. Like yeah. it's not, it's not too far fit. It's it's an, it's different enough that it's gonna, people are gonna hate it and love it, and that's what you want. Yeah, you want people to you want you want your name in someone's mouth, whether it's good or bad. That's so I mean that's true. It, they've given yeah. they've given me even as like a, a big fan something to you know enough to talk about um, to fill up a lot of time. And you know I, I will say that I think that a lot of these bands and this could totally just be me have me having a bias but i feel like so many of these bands that did start out in like these genres like metalcore whatever uh, any of these emo core genres um a lot of them now feel like they're just slowly becoming linkin park more and more uh which yeah I mean, isn't necessarily a bad thing because i i i got some love uh, hybrid for, theory for life baby yeah, come on <laughs> i got some love for some early linkin park um sure but but, but like between them and bring me the horizon specifically which i don't even I, I won't even get into bring me the horizon because that's probably enough to talk about for a long time at least in my case yeah. uh the only thing i'll comment on them is just how hyped we were seeing them live when we had no yes at least for me like i didn't like them i didn't want to see them but boy did we watch them yeah. have a good time <laughs> yes i mean i think about that all the time that whenever yeah. whenever people ask me like what's the best band you've ever seen live there's always a moment that flashes into my head like bro maybe bring me the horizon <laughs> Bro, that, that Rock on the Range, I forget what year that was, two or three years ago, yeah. and just, boy, did they just put on a good show. Yeah. And even then, I, I still understand, I, I appreciate them a lot more. And I've seen a lot of artists say, you know, what's the best tour you've ever been on or best band? And a lot of people say, bring me the horizon. It's just, there's there's something about that attitude of, of music that's like, you know, I can't, it's like the Attila thing, you know, we oh, talk, God. talk about them all the time. It's like, they're they're in the same ballpark for me. It's just like that whole attitude is like, eh. Yeah. And plus, plus the drummer's sitting on the ground when he plays, which he is the, oh my God, I know. I <laughs> cannot, yes. I don't know how he can comfortably play uh, because I don't think he can. Yeah, <laughs> he's got to have scoliosis or something at this point. I just I can't. It's it's not for me. Yes. Uh, side side note on the Underworld thing. I was going to say the album art for uh, Erase Me is uh, done by not necessarily him, but his company Brandon Reich, which is the singer of Dead Poetic. Oh, uh, I did not know that. Who 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 lives in the same city as me, Columbus, Ohio, and uh, they do. If you go to a site, you just have to Google. I can't remember what his site is, but uh, or company, but he does a lot of stuff, and the the whole. I did read a, a, a post by him that he said, you know, he came into the studio, kind of heard stuff and created this concept for them. So it wasn't really, I think they talked about it on a, a alternative press video too, that like he came in and it was just like, they only changed one thing and it was the, on the cover, like they wanted to slash to the face and that was it. Like everything else was all his company. So, wow. Um, That's really cool. And to think about, to think about where that band's come, you know, Death Poetic and him, it's just like, he does, if you look at his stuff, he's done a lot of really cool design work. So uh, the fact that, you know, for me that connection of you know seeing them together for the first time dead poetic and under oath and that they're still working together is like that's that's awesome yes yeah that's true and a lot of these a lot of these bands uh i will say have managed to keep a lot of those connections from the early days and i i do think that's great because i you know they're not like completely shoving away all of these these older uh acts that were with them and stuff i mean they, they've definitely kept those yeah. relationships so i i yeah. do enjoy that so I think the next one, which will be probably a little more fun for you, uh, this would probably be a good Ooh, one. Ooh, what is it? <laughs> uh, I want to talk about Hope's Fall. 
Uh, oh, because I, I really just want to cover. Uh, I want to cover all the bases oh. of all these bands that we really were into like ten years ago and still are into Do now. You hear my my huge long hopes fall tale. Yeah, <laughs> obviously we both feel pretty strongly about it. You even more so than I. Um, and right. like I said, if we're going to talk about any of these other bands that have come back. I think Hope's Fall is certainly worth mentioning, and I think this is another one for me that um, I wasn't ever necessarily asking for it because I felt, I mean, I have a much different connection to Hope's Fall than, than you do because you sort of grew sure. up along that uh, alongside all of that happening. Um, yes. I totally was never asking for a new Hope's Fall album, but... Uh, but boy, am I glad they did it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, it is just That's... a straight heater. Oh, God. I just talk about a band coming back the right way yeah. and just making a perfect album yeah and I mean, and this is why i wanted to also include them in here is because i think that i mean there, there are other bands and maybe even a couple that i will talk about uh, after this but i think hopes falls like you know that's a perfect example of a band being able to come back to things when they were ready and put out the album that they probably wanted to make every single album prior oh uh, sure yeah <laughs> i mean i i think they've I think I liked everything they've put out. Probably, I, I know there are qualms with A types, mm-hmm. and I can get into that. But yeah, it's just they're consistent from frailty of words. Yes, frailty of words. So that is one I know I've listened to. I'm just not as familiar with. Like that is not like it starts with no wings to speak of. Yes, I agree. I agree. That is. I remember f- listening to that. You know, f- uh, in my early days, my friend Alan showed me that, and just when that intro. What is it? April left yeah. with silence. Oh, oh boy, you know it's those, April those, left with those, silence. You know it's April left with silence. that clean vocal start, and you're like, oh, okay, this this fucking jams, and then they cut into that fucking screamo part. Oh, yeah. like that. my young brain, whatever I was, 13, 14 at the time, could not. I mean, yeah. it was just it it kicked that door open. Fucking brother, I handle it. I, I'm 25, and every time that song comes on, <laughs> it still feels like the fucking Kool Aid Man is jumping through my wall. Like. <laughs> And that's and so that's the big difference. You know, I'm 31. The six year difference between us, but just like it hits all generations. It doesn't matter who you are. Mm-hmm. If if you're into this genre at all, you hear that and you know. Even even the bands that try to duplicate it, yeah. I mean, you know, like th- this is this is special. Yeah. And that whole EP, I mean, even the first singer, you know, I think his name was Doug. Uh, great vocals. Yeah. And so when it came time for the satellite years to come out. And whatever that was, 2000 something. One, I want to say. 2002. Okay. 2001 was the reissue of No Wings to Speak Ah, of. Ah, yes. But so Satellite Years came out, and that just, whatever door I tried to build back up with the (laughs) shards from the first kick, like it's just, you know, somebody put dynamite in front of it this time. It wouldn't even even kick anymore. Oh, my God. Satellite Years changed, it just changed it. I mean, for as me as a songwriter, as a guitar player, as a drummer, like, you know, Adam Morgan, the drummer, just. He's he, he the way he writes drums is just it's everything. I mean, it, it yeah. can't be described. It's it's so unique. It's so that band. It's so that genre. And even seeing the videos of them recording Satellite Years, just how fucking perfect it was. Just like how tight it was, and how I mean, how young they were, and just to to make this this album and have it be so influential so many years later. Um, and to come back with this new singer, obviously Jay Forrest, who you know came brought his own approach to everything. Yeah. It's just incredible and just start to finish that is the one that is the i think i've told you before that is the most i've ever spent on a on a vinyl is to get the original pressing of the satellite years yeah because it is just i mean that's and when yes. they re, when they reissued everything i bought them all you know immediately within seconds of it going online because i knew they were going to announce it but it's just 
that band i even stole i mean a, a song title in a previous band uh stole straight from their from the booklet of the satellite years because it's all it's everything to me because i love space i love this music you know so like it was just like oh it's all coming together yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> and it just so i uh named a, a song you know off of some it was just some space language in the back whatever is some nasa stuff uh but it's it, it just that thing will means so much to me it's top three album for me and it just it, it does it all so the, the point of the story is you know i got to meet my idols and, and play for them uh pretty early on in my music career whatever this was 2004 in texas you know uh our manager created a metal festival they're looking for bands obviously bigger bands than hopes fall but either booked or we didn't you know we didn't have the clout to you know do our first festival and have these huge bands so you know our manager knowing that i loved hopes fall it was like all right i reached out to them and they're available which of course they are they're you know touring in a van and they're out of north carolina and yeah. they, don't got, they don't have anything going on yeah we'll come and play for you know 10 grand or whatever we paid them yeah um and nobody fucking knew who they were <laughs> i mean they were the headline nobody even when they play you know it was probably they were basically playing to me i mean in my eyes they were playing a show just for yeah. me but I got to hang out with them for two days, you know, ride in a limo, go to a radio station, eat dinner. I mean, to meet my idols. And they say, don't meet your idols. But these guys were so humble and still the nicest guys and just like me, basically. Yeah. So it's I built a bond with them. And, you know, especially they're playing my favorite album to me and playing new songs. But they've had such a tumultuous history with their previous label, Trust Kill, that, you know, I, I feel bad for them because they lost money, trailer was stolen, whatever it was. They basically were forced to put out an album that they were trying to go a direction, but I think were forced into re- doing it too soon. Yeah. And A-Types is, in fact, I think is a great, I was hyped on A-Types when it came I, out. I'm like, All I right. also like A-Types for the record. <laughs> yeah. And they, and they thanked my previous band in that, in the liner notes. So that was like really cool to me. Like, oh, you know, piece of history here. Um, but it's it's such it's still such a good right it's still solid it's great songwriting it's a better example of somebody doing a rock record than under oath yes i mean because this oh, is yeah. it's it's still in the same wheelhouse but it fucking slaps yeah and there's still some great songs on it and then even i think a oh, magnetic north magnetic north that was everything that satellite years and a types was just met. It's like somebody just pushed them together yeah. and said here's here's the album and it's just the way it opens the way it just it's that one feels like the most emotional thing at the time like like you could feel the pain in this album and what they were trying to go for and even just like something as simple as i can do this on an island that one minute yeah song that's just guitar riff and him singing nonsensical lyrics basically like his lyrics are so and i took a lot from that between him and every time i die just like you know these lyrics that like don't mean anything to anybody but the person but it's it's just like it's a, it's an example. I was just, like, he could be singing about a toaster. I don't care, but I'm, I I believe him. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god. Know? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and there was the whole you know struggle with you know uh, their label took a their favorite track off the album for no reason and didn't explain it to him and released it. I think it was Saskatchewan. Yeah. I mean they've had such a rough history. So for them to come back and release a fucking banger like Arbiter and just crush it with every single track. The only my only con about this album is I don't think the opener is the best track to be the opener. i agree with that i i have thought that every time i've listened to the album yeah not to say i don't like that song because i do oh i, no, I love the song i love that song but i agree that they could have opened with a different album or a different song and it would have been a little better it's only like the riff is like i'm here for yes. it like soon as the like, first like minute i'm like okay you got me but it just it has a little lull to it that's like it doesn't feel like an opener like if they'd open with h.a wallace because that's how i start the album when i listen to yeah. it it's like all right i'm gonna skip right to two yeah because h.a wallace is where it's at so and that is the cl- good perfect hopes fall song 
And but to me, this is an album that I go to, and every time I like a different song, mm-hmm. like it's my favorite. Like it, it's it always changes, including the first track. It's sometimes that's my favorite. It's just uh, that's the only con I'll give it. Um, but if they can record albums like this going forward, and it sounds like they're already writing yeah. based on they, they have the Satellite Years lineup back. Yeah. So the guy that I really liked that was in the band uh, is now gone. He's kind of st- came between Satellite Years and A Types. He came on board. Uh, is now gone and they're back to the original lineup. So I'm ex- excited to see what that's going to be. But I mean, this is a band that I feel it can do no wrong. Yeah. I mean, if it, unless they drastically change who they are, I mean, as people, if you don't follow them on social media, they're just so down to earth. The drummer, just all he does is post records every day. I, about I, what he's I love to. his Instagram. I love that. Yeah, shit. I mean, it's just, they're just, it's everything I want to be in a band. And, you know, it's a style of music that just hits so many emotional points for me. You know, it's, I mean, even here on Wikipedia, it's, you know, it's post-hardcore, alternative metal, space rock, alternative rock. It's like, wh- yeah. what are <laughs> <Yeah>. they? <laughs> well, I, you and know, it, it's it's funny because I think that uh, of it, I don't know what it is. I mean, somebody had to do it, but it feels like of, you know, if you were to take a, an overall survey of all the different bands from this time period that were really good, really influential, push the envelope. Um, it seems like Hope's Fall just always managed to somehow like have all of those elements in one band. Like it was, they were just one of those bands that, and still I think that where, you know, you'd think in your mind, like it'd be really sick if a band did something like this and then they do it. And that's, and that's how, even though I was someone who came to satellite years, um, after the fact, because I was Jesus, I would have been, came out in 2002. So I would have been eight when satellite years came out. Uh, bro, get in the pit. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I think that even for me, you know, like discovering all these bands, listening to all of them and thinking in my mind, like, you know, there's a sound that I'm not hearing that I think these bands could, that, they could be doing and then i hear hopes fall i hear satellite years and instantly i'm like that was it that was what i was looking for and holy shit every song is uh, amazing but arbiter is like that too i mean arbiter now i think like what what does it sound like for a band from that era to to come out in 2018 put out an album like how how does that fit in and arbiter is exactly how that fits in (laughs) I, I mean, I defy you to find one bad review of that album because it seems like it just took everybody su- by surprise. It didn't take me by surprise because I knew they would do yeah. this, but, um, you know, based just because I'd followed their whole history with this and what they were trying to do. But it's just, it's it's perfect. I don't know how to describe it. Like, it's it's very rare that an album can be this good and stay this good yeah. on multiple listens. And I just, and they're not, they don't brag about it. There's just, it's, you know, they're, as much as I want them to be a bigger band and people to appreciate them, I don't think we would have the same output from them if they were. Yeah because that pressure of being a bigger band, I mean, um, they're, they're already so sour on what they are. I think they're on a great home with equal vision now. Yeah. And, uh, since they've been doing a lot of good things with a lot of good bands. So it's, I'm excited to see where they go. I hope they continue it, but I mean, they could close the door right now. They could close the door on magnetic North and I would have been fine, yeah. but you know, I don't think they're going to disappoint me or their fans. And it's, it's the one, it's the one tattoo. I don't have on me yet from the band. Uh, because I, I can't, in my head, I can't find the thing that justifies it for me. Yet. Yeah. You know, like not, not that I, I should say justify it, the, the perfect thing to be on me from hopes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, cause the, yeah, there, like there I, could be so, I think there is such a broad range of things that you could put on you to, to represent all of that. And that's, that's a toughie. It, to me, it's, it's been narrowed down to, if you've looked at the, uh, uh, satellite years, um, booklet and some of the artwork for that, there's like this whole, you know, it's basically like a, a man being, 
sucked into space like kind of like limply yeah and it's like through the like these it's almost like these weather balloons and i actually knew a guy in uh actually the knockout kings um Ooh, t- well, <laughs> a man that you know from, shout out from to my, knockout from, kings for uh, still out to kings. being amazing <laughs> he uh the bass player he had uh i think his name was jeff he had that on his shoulder like right up you know at the top of his shoulder down his arm and i was like I, when I finally saw it because we'd been playing with him for years and I'm like oh is that a fucking Hope's Fall tattoo he's like oh yeah I don't really like it I don't really even like Hope's Fall <laughs> I just got it because I thought, thought it looked cool and I'm like what <laughs> <laughs> what did you say uh, so I've always like enjoyed like thought that's the perfect thing but I don't want to knock that off but like it really is the perfect thing because uh, it looked awesome and it's a great art and it just to me that would be enough yeah. but I don't know I don't know how to celebrate Hope's Fall more yeah I, I, I yeah have. I totally understand that I mean it's it's yeah there there are those few bands that I think everybody has where like I mean I if I could take out like a a plane to drag a banner across the sky if that's what it yeah. took I'll do it uh yeah it's just <laughs> it could be forever talked about and I hope we get to talk about them again yes for something something I would just I would say that's a great possibility and I if we had if we had to break them down we could do it all yes day. yes I agree with that and I will say um two other quick notes one I think that uh Arbiter is like in the running for one of my favorite album arts of all time I fucking love that album cover it is it's the same guy for the past like four yeah, albums and, too and he was in the, he was in the band oh I didn't realize he, not, not he he was I uh shit i'm gonna have to look that up but he may be the guy that just came back well uh, is it chad the, either way those album arts that's why they're at and they're all but they all flow so yeah. well together and, and, and when they did the reissues on vinyl like they redid the artwork for all of them and just like i would love to have that frame too like how they made the all three of those uh full-length albums just like flow together artwork wise because they already kind of did yes but yeah no it's it's did, they did a, basically a simplified version of them. yeah it's incredible i've always loved hope's fall album yeah. art but specifically arbiter uh it, just hits for me it, it, it matches the tone. I mean, look at that album art, yeah. and that's exactly what that album sounds like. Yes, man. Look at Magnetic North, and that's exactly what that album. It sounds like, like you know, Satellite Years sounds like it's in space. Yeah, you know, very. But Magnetic North sounds like it is underwater in some crazy Bioshock <laughs> world, and and say and A types literally looks like you know you're probably flying into the sun on a fucking. Uh, Les Paul guitar. Yes. I mean, that's just basically what it, it also <laughs> has always low key looked like a uh, like a fucking tramp stamp to me, which also <laughs> totally tracks. Yeah, I can see that uh, with like a little bit, uh, but little not bit. Uh, not in a bad way. I I look at that as a classy tramp stamp. Uh, but almost to me, it's like you know, it's like it's it's like the second coming. It's like, you know, something like the sun rising on whatever this new version of them was supposed to yeah. be. Um, I, I think there's a lot of metaphors in that album artwork, but you know, I want them. I hope they're proud of everything they've done because they really haven't done and they haven't taken any missteps. Yeah, so. I agree. And I, yeah, I, I, I still like a lot of stuff off A types, so uh, they can rest yeah. easy knowing that they didn't completely throw me off board with that. Uh, and the other thing I was going to say about Arbiter is that um, they recorded that at Graphic Nature, which is Will Putney's uh, studio. And oh yeah, yeah I, yeah. I. Uh, Pretty much, I can say almost categorically, I, I love everything that comes out of Graphic Nature uh, because I think that Will Putney is a fucking incredible producer, but I also think that oh, yeah. um, he pretty much likes all of the bands that I like. So the, for them to get to come back and, and do it there with him, and um, I think that's well, they, great. Well, they, they did it with Mike Watts, who's actually the producer uh, of it. So I think he, apparently Mike Watts must work at the studio because Mike Watts did 
A-types and Magnetic North and Arbiter with them. Oh, okay. So I don't know if we'll put, I don't know if Will Putney was involved in it. He it's at least, been, well, it was at least, least a graphic nature and, uh, yeah, and yeah. graphic nature. Like I said, that I, I trust pretty much any band that, uh, makes an album there. So that is, yeah. we, Hope's Fall is one that we could talk about. And I don't yeah, want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't like that band very much. Uh, well, some, some of the other ones, uh, there's really only two other major ones that I wanted to mention. And one of them I think will be fairly short. Um, and that one is American football. And I, I okay. think that that one's worth talking about only because even though now, I mean, they're like fully back and I mean, they've released now two albums since coming back. And, uh, I, yep. the reason that I don't think it's worth spending too much time on is that I still haven't listened to the newest one, um, LP three. Oh, okay. But I can give you a brief. Yeah. I, I, I'm that. sure that I would love it, uh, or at least like it, <laughs> but, um, I think that it's they're they're sort of in a, another end of all this spectrum where I think first album while everyone uh, it seems like especially in the Midwest where I grew up it seems like everyone has this opinion about you know the first American football album just being like God and uh, and I do like it you know that that's not the opinion though that's what's interesting really I, well it's, I guess it's... I mean you know I guess I have a limited perspective on that but I don't know I I have always sort of felt like. Uh, America, the, the first album always felt like a band that like they were important for me to note in the history of a lot of this music that I liked, Correct. but I didn't necessarily like that album <laughs> like that much at all. And that, and that's what I, the consensus I've got is most people, that's their kind of th- thought. And it was funny to see, um, the singer of empire empire who clearly was influenced by some oh of this boy. stuff. Yeah. Talking about it. And <laughs> um, especially when LP two came out and he was like, you know, you guys got to remember that the first album sucked. Like it, <laughs> it, it was you know, like a student project. They didn't really care about it. I mean, it was an influential album, obviously, and it did a lot, but like it wasn't like perfect. And I, it was never. It was one that I liked, but I never really went back and listened yeah. to. Versus what they came back with that second LP, it like that, like so good. Throw away the first yeah. one. Yeah, like I think that's the point. Like most people are making is like they matured enough and you know came back in a way that said, all right. I don't. They may not have been conscious of this, but they wrote an album that was like, "We're going to be influential again." Yeah. Because this is that's to me that's what they've done. It's it's the same sound, it's the same everything, but it's so much better and has more thought oh, into it. And talk about a drummer who sits too low. Oh God. I don't know if you've seen oh, this drummer. Oh, I have. He's. I mean, he's practically put you know going straight down on the on the <laughs> snare with his stick, you know, vertically. Like it's <laughs> it's insanity. Like his back is either on fire or you know made of bricks. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Side note. But. Yes. No, I, I agree with that. And I, I, I think that's a that's like a perfect point that this that, that second album is just incredible. And and to think about um, it, it does feel like a band where, you know, sort of opposite of a lot of these other ones. I don't think that they ever knew that they necessarily uh, were going to reinvent a sound or, or set a standard for anything. And that first no. one sort of got out of hand without even them doing anything. And now sure. they got to come back with that knowledge and um, all the skills they've, they've acquired over the years. And uh, I mean, that, that LP2 is, is absolutely incredible. And I, I think that that's, you know, that gave me a really big insight into what I want these bands to, or what I want any band to think about when they're coming back is, is you know, like... Okay, may, maybe maybe a lot of this this hype that we've gotten, this this attention, maybe came sort of accidentally and not through any intention of our own. Um, yeah. But how can we use that to like? How can we use that notoriety to then make an album that that is 
that comes out with that intention and does what that what the older stuff did but uh more more purposeful this time and i just love uh everything about that second album and i think that to be honest because of the split between those two for me that's why i haven't listened to the third one yet because it's sure. sort of this uh this feeling of like you know th- they're batting 500 for me right now so yeah. i I don't want to think that maybe uh, I'm not here for the third one, but I'm sure I would be. I mean, I I heard at least one or two of the singles, and I liked it, so I can't imagine the album's bad. I'll say it's not bad. It just it doesn't have the same. It's something something about it. It's like it doesn't it doesn't resonate the same as LP two did. It's not, it's not the same, but it's not different. Yeah. It's just it's just there, and it's it's very well done. I mean, it's it's. It sounds good. It seems like a natural progression. I mean, it's not too far any direction. It's just it didn't grab me. And I, I had a similar conversation with uh, with with our mutual friend Matt. Uh, shout out, big homie crew. Hello. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like it's it's not bad. It's just not great. And I don't know if it's something I need to come back to. And you know, I love my Kinsella, and I feel like they came. I feel like they came back for them for LP two. And, you know, they did it because they wanted to. And obviously it had tons of time to do Owen and everything else. And even now they're, they're, they don't have a rigorous touring schedule. They tour whenever they want yeah. to. It's like, you know, the weekend, the weekends that they're yeah. free as dads <laughs> to do it. Like, that's fantastic. That's the yeah. life. And he's clearly got, you know, income from other avenues and, and this. And the other guys seem to be on board with it. And the new one has, you know, several guests. I mean, it's got Haley Williams on it. Yeah, I know. Paramore. How it's crazy just, is that? I, it, and it's a good song. They're all good. It's just, it's, 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 it's almost like it's, it's either the track listing or it just doesn't have the same emotion behind it it's i'm here for it but not right now like it's it's that's the shelfer for me it's like okay that's because i heard the singles and i'm like oh we're going this is lp2 part two and it's it's lp3 and i think it's the way it should be for me i I always feel like it's a disservice you know for me to go into it because i'm I'm as a human you're gonna go into and be like i want this the same thing again all right it's not that all right, I don't hate it, but I'm not going to force myself to listen to something I'm not ready for. Yeah, no, totally. So. I, I I agree with that. I think that's been my hesitation. But I also, I, I think that American football uh, excites me because I feel like they have given me this, uh, this, this hope and this sense that all of these bands that are that are now getting so much older from uh, the time of music that is really like my golden years and and all of that. Uh, I feel like American football literally could make music until they were like seventy five years old, and I would still like it. Oh yeah. So I feel like it oh, gives yeah. me hope that some of these other bands that may have made albums that sounded like you know had a sh- the, the band had a short lifespan, like they'd never last into their thirties or something. It seems like uh, now I have this this feeling that you know, maybe they can make music until they're like 50 or 60 and it'll still be fucking good, you know? And uh, I am very glad that American football is sort of leading that charge for me of dads making music that still slaps. Well, I think the point we're all trying to make is when are we going to get a piglet? Oh my God. And a, and a new album. <laughs> Bro, that, let's, let's talk about it really quick. Because, because I, so I, I never talk to anybody. I mean, me and you are like maybe some of like the, the, the 10 people I've ever met that actually know Piglet. And I'm sure there are a lot more out there, obviously, but, uh, Oh yeah. Piglet. They have a weird cult following. Yes, Piglet yeah. for anyone that doesn't know is, uh, the most like 
complex, weird... Lava Land, baby? Yeah, yeah uh, the al- it's an EP called Lava Land, and it's, like, the most complex, mathy, badass, instrumental noodle shit you've ever heard, and it's so good, and all I can think about is that the one video I've ever seen of them playing live was them... Oh, it's the one video we've, we've yeah, all it's, seen. The, it's the is it the video. one of them sitting in, like, the living room at somebody's house? Like, pl- yeah, yeah, and yeah. the drummer's just, like, playing with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, and it's... Yeah, ooh. It's, it's, it's no big deal. <laughs> Come on, fam, don't worry about God, it. God, it is... You can only find it on YouTube, and it looks like it's on Bandcamp now, but it is a, a just what is it four or five six yeah, songs six songs and and all their I mean oh they put it on vinyl too ah and it's sold out of course it is good luck uh, but it is just uh, God. <laughs> well it looks like they oh they came back with something called early songs in 2013 but yeah Lava Land came out in 2005 and I remember my ears just bleeding brains it's so crazy I yeah I that. I mean I've still it's so fun it though. is fun. I love it I love every second of it and I don't think I've ever met anyone uh, who's listened to Piglet and hasn't been stoked so the the point of that aside is that if you like anything that's nudely indie anything even remotely close to what we've been talking about just go listen to Piglet find it wherever you can it's one of the only things that I keep like uh oh they're from Chicago too I, didn't uh, know. I keep all of like my iTunes music uh, that I don't use anymore because I use like Spotify and other streaming services. I have all that like on a hard drive, but Piglet's always one of the ones that I keep out because I actually load it onto my phone directly so that I can listen to it because otherwise I can't hear it. (laughs) No, I've got, I've got an iTunes playlist of things I can't find anymore. And mostly it's like demos of uh, other bands. Like the big one that I always think of is, uh, you know, uh, which we can have a conversation about this band at some point too, is you and series. Yes. Oh man. They, they used to be brown eyed deception. It's so funny that you say that because I was just thinking about talking about bands like that and put it on the list because that is a banger that I was just thinking about you in series and that that is another one that has to go directly on the phone. But their but their EP well so the UN series is on Spotify but the EP yes. from the previous band which is a total it's almost a, it's a different genre but it's not it's more pop punk I think and, and influence but either way Brown Eye Deception is one that you know I can't get anywhere so I that's the one that's on my iTunes playlist of like okay I gotta I gotta open up Apple Music to listen yeah to that oh one. god yeah that is that is a classic one uh, oof man I'm, I'm gonna listen to Brown Eye Deception uh, as soon as we're off this oh, um, so the the one other one that I want to squeeze in here is. Um, maybe one that, I I don't know, I feel like maybe I feel pretty opinionated about, uh, that I never, never knew I'd be this way, but I want to talk about daughters. Um, because, because, uh, I, man, I feel like everybody now is here for daughters, which is so sick and i'm so glad that everyone oh, is it is but but wake the yeah. fuck up daughters has been exactly. daughters has been fucking punching you in the balls since forever yeah. and guess that it sort of rounds out all these bands that we've been talking about because i think that daughters managed to be a band that like came back because and maybe they didn't even realize this but they came back because the world had no idea what to do with daughters like 10 years ago and now they've and now we've reached a point where like we can understand daughters as a as a collective as a hive mind like daughters works for society now and man it's so good i mean that that new album uh i i love every daughter's album as as you do as well um and yeah they they all hit me in different ways i can't say a hundred percent that the new one is my favorite of all of their stuff but it is definitely up there and it is like i I cannot say enough about that new album (laughs) 
did you did you watch the so there's this YouTube series of uh, I think it's called it maybe called In the Pit I forget who does it is it oh Kerrang it was yeah. Kerrang does it yeah and it's like they do like these dive bar performances yes. of bands and them playing like, that, the that tiny bar oh like that should be everything you need to know about Daughter just because like that the new album. And even some of their, uh, you know, the self-titled one before it, it's like, it's just so droney and just like, I, it's the one, it's one of those albums that like, for someone who doesn't do any drugs, I want to do yeah, drugs. Yeah, abso- absolutely. <laughs> like, like hit me with all the hardest stuff you can find. <laughs> like, let's, let's do this because this album needs to be played with just on some kind of influence because I feel like it's going to take me through space. I, and time. Yes. It is. Man, I heard it. I, uh, what the new one, when it came out. I like listened to it and I just like immediately sat there and had to to just take a moment and whatever uh, the first person that I could talk to it about I was like I feel like daughters is recording like they they have access to the other side that we don't know about like this is what music oh, yeah. sounds like in a parallel dimension there's a stargate somewhere yeah, yeah that we don't know because about. Yeah. I mean it's it's <laughs> it, it is absolutely wild I I cannot think of I mean, and this is true of the old stuff as well, but like I said, I think that because the world is so much more ready and uh, accepting of bands like Daughters and to, to think what they were able to do with all of that now, um, it just, I can't think of many other albums that make me feel so many ways. Like that first track like gave me anxiety in the best way possible. And uh, it's, yeah, man, it's, it's powerful. Every single song. It's unco- it's uncomfortable. And even live, it's uncomfortable. So I think you saw him touring on this album, <laughs> which I didn't, I didn't. So with the previous friend, Matt, that I was talking about, we saw them on their reunion run and they did, you know, basically, you know, the greatest hits off the previous yeah. albums. Um, and, and it was fantastic. Uh, but I, I haven't got a chance to see this new one. And that's, that's what I really want to try to see when they come back through. Um, one because their touring guitar player I really love. I don't know if you follow, you probably don't follow him. Um, I forget his name off the top of my head. He he doesn't write the music, but he's a phenomenal guitar yes. player. And just see, I've always known how good the guitars are in Daughters. It's just it's not something you pay attention to when you're listening to yeah. Daughters. I I totally and agree. Seeing him play, seeing him play those and like do little demos or whatever he does on this stuff, and just seeing how great of a guitar player he is to be like, you know, I'm in cover bands, I'm doing this, I'm, you know, playing these complicated riffs. But hey. I'm going to go on tour with daughters and be their guitar player for the past two years. It's like, it just, I don't know, seeing that, you know, difference between the two is just like, it just really solidifies how much of a musician's band daughters is. If you're, if you're open yeah. to it. And I know there was just so much controversy when they came out. Cause I saw them when they played off Canada songs mm-hmm. and, you know, it's such a mixed crowd. They opened for melt banana, which was insanity. Yeah. As well. That's badass. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and the singer, the classic story, I always tell you that, you know, uh, same singer, pull it pulling his fucking dick out and just putting it on somebody's head while he's singing it like it's, it was great it, but it's part that's part of the experience yeah. and people there know about it but just you know all the questions that everybody always gave them was like are you gonna write songs longer than this or that and it was like yeah if we feel like it you know like they've always done what they've wanted yeah. to do and i appreciate it and they're, and they're selling it in a way that's like it's not pretentious but it's like you know either figure it out or get out of oh the way. yeah absolutely you know? i mean it, it is it's uh, it's very much i think that like there are a lot of bands uh that would love to be like art rock. And I think the daughters is art rock without actually being an art rock band because like it's, I mean, it it does, I I hesitate to say intelligence, but it does take a level of intelligence to really like understand why you love daughters, like why, why you're anyone listening to daughters, like to just be like, I like this song, but I honest to God cannot figure out why, because it's, it is insane. And, um, and, and like you said, I, I did see them on this recording cycle and I think that then like 
seeing them play live, especially off this new stuff, uh, I mean, shifted everything that I thought about the band. Because one of the things you had always told me... That was your first yeah, time? Yeah, that was my first time. And okay. one of the things you had always told me, uh, even way back in the day, I think whenever you first even showed me Canada songs, is uh, you were... Oh, wait, wait, no, wait, wait, side note. We have to talk about the first time you heard, you heard Canada. Yes. Okay. We will. Yes. We can talk about that. (laughs) Uh, Okay. But I remember that whenever we, we were just listening to it and you would, you would told me that like, I know it sounds like these dudes are just like literally making noise. I mean, it was noise core and you're like, it sounds like they have no idea what they're doing, but if you see them live, you can see the level of precision that every single one of them have. And once I saw them live, I understood entirely, and especially in terms of um, Nick, the the lead guitarist, and I, I would assume main songwriter. And main songwriter, yeah. yeah I mean, this, it's it's the confidence that they play what He's, they're doing. Yeah, too, I, I mean, mean, and how well. Yes, I mean, literally the entire yeah. time, like I was watching him, and I just could not take my eyes off the fact that he was, I mean, just like the most calculated chaos I've ever seen in my life. And it was just absolutely phenomenal. Um, and I, yeah, I cannot say enough about how important it is to see a band like Daughters Live. Um, I think that anybody who has the opportunity should see them, no matter who's on the bill, because I think you'll have a good time. And um, it, it even seeing them live, like you said, is uncomfortable um, because they are like... It's such good stage yeah, presence. I mean, the it best. Just, it's, it's like you're being... It's... it's and I've and I'm wearing the shirt right now. Actually, Primitive Man is probably the only other band in recent memory I can think of that's like, it's you're watching them and it's like, well, I shouldn't be. Yeah. Like, I'm not supposed to. <laughs> like it's 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 and they're two different sides of uh, uh of the spectrum here as far as you know what they're trying to yeah. get across. But it's just the same thing with daughters though. It's just like well, I'm not supposed to be yeah. seeing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I you know I, I shouldn't and, and it's just it's like you're being. It's almost it's very you know. Uh, church-like you know the way especially what's his name lex the singer yes. uh commands the stage the audience and just you know it's it's very you know obviously ghost is kind of going for this with their whole yeah you know vibe but his is that doesn't this this guy just seems like i don't give a fuck that you're here but you're about to see what how i feel about everything yeah. and like so it basically you know get, you know pay attention or get out of the way and the band members radiate that yes, with him absolutely you know, it's, it's just it's just it's an experience that I wish more bands would understand that you know if I'm if I'm going to see you live prove to me why I'm here and not don't just play the songs yeah again. you know like act like you want to be there and and you know give me a reason to you know record a podcast and talk yeah about you, no so. totally and I <laughs> and I will say uh, in terms of the other band members um, the would and I think she's just a touring member but the girl that's touring with him and I I feel bad that I can't think of her name right now because I follow her on Instagram which her Instagram name is fuck the entire universe which is tight uh, <laughs> that's right on right on time uh, yeah but she is like incredible she's mainly I think live doing like keyboards and sampling for him and stuff and doing a lot of their sound effects um yeah I don't see her on a lot of the posts so she must be only on yeah and so she added like a whole nother layer to seeing them because oh my oh, really? god she okay. was she That'd was cool. so like into everything like it, it felt borderline like you were seeing someone who was genuinely just like a fan who got to be on stage with them um and just meshed with yeah. all of them really well she was incredible so she she really added a lot to them but every single one of them live is is amazing and the music they're writing like i said it's just it is years ahead of their time and um I I am so glad that they came back and it gives I think it gives everyone a reason to go back and listen to the old stuff but I I do think there's a cutoff cuz I think that uh I don't think that 
there's probably enough good music in the world now that would make the the average person uh, go back and listen to Canada songs and be able to just like get into it uh, because that is obviously. Well, they still even on the new one they have a song that's like Canada yes. songs, and I've I've seen people talk about it like, why don't you play that song live? And they're like, that's not really what we're trying yeah. to do in our live show. So I get, I mean, I'm not, that doesn't offend me. I've already yeah. seen it, and I get it as as a musician myself. You know, you gotta you gotta move on and get better at what you do. So um, I appreciate that they still you know pay pay homage to it, but it's just it's not it's not them anymore. And where they're going is you know I'm I'm strapped yeah. in. No, totally. So. I, I and I. They, it's it's funny because I think that they're all sort of in awe of all the success they're having, and uh, I I just could not be more happy that like a band like Daughters is actually getting that success. And I think that even for me, as someone who was a fan before, um, like when I think about uh, like I had somebody ask me the other day about like my my top five bands. It was um, of nowhere I found that like Daughters has worked their way into that conversation. Uh, just because of everything before, what they're doing now, seeing them live, um, knowing, like, following them on social media and getting to see an, an inside look at what they're like away from the music as well is uh, truly phenomenal. So I think that, like yeah. I said, I I could not talk about bands coming back without talking about Daughters, and I think that, once again, great example of a band coming back that uh, was just... <laughs> That they were there too soon to begin with, and I'm very glad that uh, they were able to sort of rise from the ashes and, and put out the album that uh, put them in the spotlight the way it has. Before we wrap up, I, I distinctly remember this memory of us traveling to uh, mm-hmm. Ohio and giving you <laughs> <laughs> headphones or sharing yes. headphones. And I, I, how old were you? When uh, we, when I we... would have been. 11 or 12 11 or, was that how okay full disclosure we're brother-in-laws i'm married to his sister um so we were traveling up here to move from texas to ohio we moved up here in whatever year that was 2007 yeah. um he's now back mm-hmm. in texas quinn but uh i remember i'd always love showing you music and stuff like that but at that age just like all right you know check out daughters <laughs> and just i think i, I think i air drum that whole 10 minute thing in front of you and just like not that that was the impressive part just because that was fun to do, but just like seeing your musical landscape change before my eyes was just, it was just so hilarious, but also like, you know, seeing it click was kind of just like, it was, well, yeah. I mean that, that I remember distinctly, we were, we had just been listening to um, nothing that was even necessarily heavy. And I just remember being like, all right, well, like I got to, I got to put this on for you. And, uh, it's it's going to be a whole album but it's going to be over in like 10 or 11 minutes and uh just listen to it like it's one full song and let's see what happens and i just like remember uh what what, what's the is the first song uh and then the chuds came i don't know it's one of those first whatever the first song is i just remember still like oh for for beach Beach, that's what it is yeah yeah um yeah and when fur beach came on i just like remember just all of my mind being shattered and like not understanding Oh, it's the it's the best intro ever. Thirty eight seconds of just like you know you you're yeah. not ready. It should just be called you're not ready. <laughs> it was just so. I mean, t- to hear that at such a young age and like where I had previously listened to like metal music and like things like that that I was like, oh yeah, I'm into metal music and underground music and all this shit. No, and you're yeah, not. and then you hear something like that and it just like blows your head out of your body. It's like it's like on fucking Doctor Strange whenever he like fists him out of his own body and. Uh, <laughs> And he's just like, I'm like astrally projecting, watching my young self uh, listen to that album. And yeah, that was I, like, 
one of the most formative music experiences I think that I've ever had. And God, oh, yeah. it, I, I will always I, think I, of that. I think the point that we've, we've just made is like, you know, okay, there's that yeah. album. And then think about, you know, the experience you had with the new one, like the, the fact that they're still doing that, how, what that was 2003 and the new one was 2018, that they're still creating that probably not as uh, extreme yes. because obviously you were young and, you know, first time hearing something that chaotic, but just like that you're still getting that experience all these years later uh, from the same band. Yeah. is just like, uh, wow. Well, and, and I also think that it's, you know, uh, for, for anyone that hasn't even heard Canada songs, I mean, it's like, it's literally a grindcore album. And to, to think of like, I, I don't know, to think that even at a young age, whenever, especially having not heard that much music, you know, like my brain probably wasn't equipped to process fully what they were doing. And yet still through all of that, I could hear that it was like something special and oh. instantly I latched onto it. And I've, I've never stopped listening to that album since I was like fucking 12 years old. I'm, I'm surprised at that age that even, cause I remember the first time I heard, uh, Dillinger, Dillinger escape plans, calculating infinity. Like it gave me <laughs> like, I distinctly remember that. I, I loved it, but I remember listening to it with headphones after, like, the first time I'd actually, like, sat down with the album at whatever age. I was probably the age, same age you're talking about, thir- 12, yeah. 13, and just being like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, one, because the tone, you know, it's just very, you know, it's very mid-rangey or trebly, and all those notes, it's just like, wow. But So by the time I got to Daughters, I was, like, fully yeah. prepared, but it's just like, I remember that experience of being like, this is insanity, but yeah. I love it. And same thing, I remember the first time I, uh, this similar thing, I remember the first time I got Slipknot's Iowa, Oof. which, by the way, we can have a whole yeah. thing on that too. <laughs> I remember getting it, putting on headphones, and trying to listen to, you know, it goes through the whole intro and then people equal <laughs> shit and not being able to discern <laughs> what was happening. Oh, God. One, because I didn't have a trained ear at that point, or two, you know, shitty headphones, but just like it being so yeah. chaotic and being like, okay, I had to put this on a stereo and turn it down so I could like really grasp what yeah. was happening before I could fully dive into it. It's just like... I, I always talk about this um, with my wife too. That that you know, I want the one thing I want in this world is to be able to hear what other people yeah. hear, because you can't get that experience. You know, like you know, when I show you something, what are you pulling from it versus what I'm yeah. pulling from it? Because I think that's just so fascinating. And it's like those early experience of what audio can do mentally and physically, you know, and emotionally. It's just like you know, those moments are ingrained in me, and that's what that's why I. I'm glad we're doing this podcast because that's why I like talking about this stuff because I that's the stuff I'm yeah. remembering about my life is this uh, these musical moments yeah. um, and you know what they meant to me and it's just like it's I don't know that's not for everybody and I'm sure everybody doesn't have that ex- the same stuff when they hear music because you know not everybody cares yeah. about it but it's just like how important that is for a lot yeah of people. no I, I agree with that I, I think that um, you know for I think that everybody, you know, has a different, like, especially in terms of senses, you have a different sense that is very pervasive throughout your life. And, um, Oh, sure. Yeah. For, for both of us, I think that, you know, hearing things is, is such a, that's just like, that really finds its way into our like very soul is by hearing things. Um, and I, I think that music in general, I, I associate with big moments of my life and with certain, um, memories more so than anything else. Uh, I mean, it's just like when I think of any chapter of my life, I don't think about it in terms of like my friends or what else was happening in the world. I think about it in terms of what music I was listening to and, um, and bands specifically that have like, that were a big part of that time. Um, so that's why I, I, I agree. This is why I'm glad we're doing this podcast because I think it gives me a chance to, um, not only talk about stuff that's like happening now and is current, but it also, 
gives me a platform to talk about all this stuff uh, that has affected me so much in the past because I think that then that helps to to set me up for finding these newer experiences uh, in the present and in the future. So it's all it's all part of the cycle. Agreed. That was that's covering all of the bands, the major bands that I wanted to talk about. There are um, plenty, plenty more to talk about. Uh, we're close. To, we're close to an hour and a half here, so I I won't go into any others. Perfect. Now. Um, this is a great yeah, we're good. Great length for all of this. Um, so if you're out there listening and you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, uh, you enjoyed our witty banter and uh, very pointed opinions on all of these bands, um, please feel free to share this with your friends. We realize that a lot of the stuff we talk about is going to be sort of a niche to people. Um, We may not be talking about the most mainstream music, but uh, we know there are a lot of you out there that enjoy this stuff the same way we do. So if you have any friends, any family, anyone that you've met on the street that you think would... uh, be interested in what we're talking about, send them our way. Uh, we're going to keep doing these. We're going to have plenty of other topics like these. Um, and uh, to, to maybe guess, maybe at guess at some point. Yes. <laughs> we, we have a lot of different options here. Uh, this is essentially a, a limitless expanse for the both of us. So as I said, share, um, and in the future episodes, we may set up uh, some more things in terms of social media, ways to follow us, keep up with us. Um, but for now, we'll have things on our personal pages, um, and we'll keep everyone updated as things progress. And we really appreciate you listening to this first episode.